Listen to me. I'm not even, I'm not a preacher. I, I'm a Christian, but I'm not, I'm not a pastor. I'm not, I, I ain't even really that good a Christian. You understand? To tell you the truth, I'm, I'm an entry-level Christian. You know, I've been a Christian a long time, but I'm an entry-level Christian. Like on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably like a 2.5 or something. But God loves me the way I am. Now, I'm constantly trying to improve myself, but I got news for you. God loves you right where you at. Right where you at right now. And I'm going to just tell you a little something. All of you, you're in the process right now. You're in the process of becoming what God wants you to be. See, the reason you wake up every day, the reason you keep waking up is because God ain't through with you yet. If God was through with you, you wouldn't wake up no more. But he keeps waking you up because he still has something for you that you've yet to receive. But you have to start living your life in expectation. You have got to start expecting great things to happen for you in order for it to happen. It is the law of attraction. It is real. It is nothing fake about it. The Bible says a man is as he thinketh. If you live your life in expectations, that's what happens to you. If you live your life in despair, that's what happens to you. If you say all men are dogs, you're going to meet every last one of them. I'll never be rich. You won't. You won't. The moment you change the frequency that your tower emits, the moment you change that frequency, different things come back to you. I'm telling you this how it works. I'm going to just say this fast as I can. I'm going to let you go. If you change your attitude, you change your altitude. Listen, the reason you came to this show today was to be entertained. But a lot of y'all came to this show. And I ain't because you needed to hear this. All I am is a piece of conduit. I'm a piece of pipe. God just tell me what to say. I don't pick what I'm going to say at the end of the show. God just tell me what to say. Somebody in here needed to hear this. Somebody, you just needed that little moment, man, to get you to thinking a little bit differently so you can get the life God got for you. God wants to show you all. He wants people that he can use as an example and say, hey, this is what I do for people. If you call on me and you believe in me, this is what I do for people. I raised my hand a long time ago. Use me. Show them, show them how you take an old hoodlum. Tell them how you take a street boy. Tell them, show how you can take somebody ain't got no education. Take me. Take somebody that don't even talk that good. Take somebody who flunked out of school on his third marriage, lost everything, lived in a car for three years. Take me and show somebody what you can do through me. Guess what he did? He picked me up. He put me in a world I knew nothing about. God will do the same thing for you. Change your attitude, you change your altitude. You know, actor is they have the sense of certainty, and it isn't born. It's something that you make as a habit. You drill it into yourself. I sure as heck didn't have that sense of certainty growing up, not even close. And what I found myself doing early on is I felt so uncertain, I couldn't get myself to do anything. So I developed these features, these riches of certainty. I'm going these runs, and on the run, even though I didn't feel like it, these incantations where I would say out loud over and over again, you know, God's wealth is circulating in my life. His wealth flows to me in avalanches of abundance. All my needs, desires, and goals are met instantaneously by infinite intelligence. 
If I won with God, and God is everything. And I would say that over and over and over for 30 minutes. Just crazy. And I would envision that God's circulating, his wealth circulating my life. And I'd see the wealth of love and friendship and impact and growth and economics and all these things, physical fitness in our lives. And seeing this wealth of abundance flowing, oceans of it, into my life as I went and did these things. If you envision something clearly enough and you bring certainty to it over and over again, if you engage your physical body in a simple ritual, it could be as little as 10 minutes a day. I call it my hour of power or 15 minutes to be fulfilled. And all you do is you take five minutes and in the first five minutes you get yourself moving and you get yourself in a state of certainty in the way you move and the way you breathe. You focus on what you're excited about your life. You focus on what you create, what you want to bring to your children, what you want to bring to the world. And it, it changes your state. Most people do the opposite of that, right? They get the product or they think about doing it and what do they envision? It's not working. That's right. The so they envision it not working. As soon as they envision it not working, they feel uncertain. As soon as they feel uncertain, how much potential they tap? Little, if anything. And so they send back your product, and they listen to the damn thing. You know? And guess what? What does that do, by the way? They make that as another lousy result in their life. I didn't even follow through on that. And they believe even less. This process is the holy grail. It's where the whole game changes. And anybody can do it, and they can do it in a few minutes. And if they do it a few minutes each day, then they get a different life. They do it a few minutes one time, their life changes for the day. It's, we're defined by our rituals. Everybody's got rituals, certain things they do every day. And what we, we have in common, and anybody that I know of who has a life that they're living that was once a vision, is we saw it again and again and again, even when it didn't work, even when you lost 100 grand, even when I'm working as a janitor, there's something we would not give up on. And somebody watching wants to change their life, they got to decide what they won't give up on and then put themselves in the state of momentum by a couple of rituals. And I think especially when it comes to anything related to making money, like making money products or promises or courses, people are so inundated with scams and all this garbage, true garbage, that you know their natural thinking is that they're so skeptical. It's like they fall into the conditioning of, well, if anything's ever going to work, that thing has to prove it to me before I believe anything. So when they they go to approach the thing to make more money with, they're like, well, I'm starting at zero, and this thing has to prove to me that it has any potential at all before I believe that it will. Don't, don't you agree with that's the case? Unfortunately, it's the case, but here's the truth. Somebody says to me, in my business, even more, because a lot of people think I'm a motivator. I hate that term. That's never been what I've done. I do believe in energy, and I'm passionate. You know, they see 10,000 people in a room, rock, and they go, oh, he's motivating them. I believe in peak state. You get a top athlete, you get in a concert, and you get in state, right? The problem is, to defend themselves so they won't be disappointed again, they lower their expectations. So someone will say to me, well, I'm skeptical or I'm pessimistic. And my response to them is, no, man, you're gutless. It takes no guts to be skeptical. You don't have to have any capacity to be a critic. And now with the web, you don't even have to own that you're the one being the critic. Eh? You can burn somebody and, and you're anonymously, right? I said, you know what? It takes guts to believe. And if you think something's going to do it for you without you putting your guts on the line, you might as well forget it right now. So this idea that I'm skeptical or they got to prove it to me, it's the biggest lie. What that really is, is your fear talking. You're so scared of failing, you don't even want to get your hopes up. And if you don't get your hopes up, you might say, well, what if they get their hopes up and somebody gets disappointed? How many disappointments have we experienced in our business careers and in our lives? The difference is some people take disappointment and let it destroy them. Other people take disappointment and let it drive them. And you get to choose. I hate plan B. When you start doubting yourself, 
that's very dangerous. Because now what you're basically saying is, is that if my plan doesn't work, I have a fallback plan. I have a plan B. But I knew a lot of us want to find peace first. So people say, man, you always talk about this suffering and pain. I'm at peace right now because I'm with you that. You don't find peace first. If you do, Merry Christmas. More power to you. More power to you. I found peace on the opposite end of finding myself. Replace that word can't with either how can I or hey, you know what? I can do it. I can start that business. I can learn that skill. I can learn from a mentor. You've got so much more potential if you just believe in yourself. Develop this natural self-confidence, not cockiness. I thought then, I thought that was me at my 100% potential. Come to find out, a few years later, I wasn't anywhere near that. That's why people got to understand what is in us. We have no idea until we start trying hard. And I mean really trying hard where you're obsessed with, hey, this is my new norm. My new norm is that, wow, this isn't always fun. It's not always meant to be fun. And that's the key because it means that we tried. It means that we got up. It means that we cured our fear by taking action over and over and over. What will come will come and whatever it is, I'm going to learn from that. You guys remember. If you want to be successful, learn from the other people's mistakes. Don't learn from the successful stories. I need you to be self-aware. So I need you to remember that you are always learning. In life, you are always learning. And I need you to believe in yourself. Figure out who you are. Don't apologize for who you are. And then become even greater than you naturally are at what you are. Once you understand that every time you lose is an opportunity for you to not only learn that lesson, but take it a plus one step past the lesson, you'll start to appreciate those lessons. In order to change behavior or design it in any meaningful way, you need to be aware of it first. But usually when people become aware of their habits or think about them, you know, like you might smoke or bite your nails or something on autopilot, but then if you start to think about it, well, you feel guilty about it. You know, you start to judge yourself. As soon as you start to judge yourself, then you're not in a great position to change because you, what ends up happening a lot of the time, this has happened actually with a couple of campaigns uh, that have tried to scare smokers into not smoking by showing them pictures of blackened lungs or scare obese people into not eating as much by talking about the, the detriments of being overweight. What happens is people get really anxious and stressed. They feel guilty and worried, and then they resort. Amplify. They resort to their preferred habit for dealing with that, which means they end up smoking more, eating more, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, I think there is a benefit to looking at it in an unemotional, forensic way. Mm -hmm. Um, And one way to do that is to say there are no good or bad habits. Uh, There are just behaviors that serve you in a particular way, and the goal is to try to find a behavior that serves you in a better way. My friend Byron Katie says that uh, to believe that you need what you don't have is the definition of insanity. To believe that you need what you don't have. Because you're already here, so you've already proven that you don't need it. So to go around believing that I can't be happy, fulfilled, you know, whatever it is, unless I get the stuff that I don't already have, 
It's a complete and total illusion. It's a it's a thought that isn't even true. There's, there's no truth to it whatsoever. You don't need anything. And when you get that, the irony is you're no longer you're no longer attached. Your your total life is about is just about living those virtues. How can I serve? How can I be sincere? How can I be gentle? How can I be supportive? And thinking like that. And that's how I think now. And because of that, I'm I'm in meaning. And being in meaning, the times that I was in ambition, you know, is uh, is delivering more and more and more and more of what I wanted so much then. And now that I'm not attached to it, it's like I can just be like the I can be like the cat, you know. I can just go about my business and just let it follow after me wherever I go. So what I say to people who really want to uh, access the, uh, the the transition from you know from ambition to meaning, if they really want to access it, is to get your thoughts off of yourself. I do it on the radio every every Monday. I mean, it's like all all my questions, you know, all the questions are about why can't I manifest this? Why can't I have that? This isn't working, and so on. And my response back to them all the time, over and over again, is uh, take what it is that you would really like to attract into your life, whatever it is, whether it's wealth, a job, you know, money, a nice watch, a new car, whatever it is, and want it more for somebody else than you want it for yourself. Just, just want it more. Just think about that, and, and and think about how much joy it would give you to be able to put your attention on that, and just keep your thoughts on that. You know, take your thoughts off of yourself and start living the four virtues. Start being sincere. Start being supportive. You know, start having this reverence, reverence for 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 their life, and so, on. and just shift off of what's in it for me. You know, and and how much am I going to get? And uh, why isn't it here fast enough? And how much? How, why is there shinier than mine? And you know, and so on. Off of that, and 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 begin to project that and do that. I don't care whether you're a school teacher. It does. I don't care if you're a dental hygienist or if you're a carpenter, or you know, whatever it is out there that you are doing. If you can take your attention, your if you want the door to open, if you want the door to open to meaning, then the only way that door is going to open. Is if you understand that you have to leave your attachment to this grossly world of the material things and what's in it for me and how much am I getting and shift your energy, your thoughts onto how may I offer, how may I serve.